You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, Around Atlanta edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my co-host and friend, Carol Morgan. Before we kick things off, we want to thank New American Funding for being our 2020 show sponsor. Our ninth year on the air is going to be a great year with them as our partner. All right, Carol Morgan, uh, this is going to be a great conversation, great organization doing important work. Kick it off. Yeah, we are joined in studio today by Jen Heidinger Kendrick with Giving Kitchen, and she is going to share some really exciting things about their mission and how they're helping people. Welcome, Jen. Oh, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you both having me, Todd and Carol. Yeah, the pleasure is ours, Jen. Appreciate you making time. I know you're busy these days, so grateful for you to swing by. Before we get into Giving Kitchen and all the important things that you guys are up to, take a few quick seconds to tell us a bit about you and your background. Absolutely. So my goodness, I guess there's a lot. I was born 1982. And what leads us actually to today and kind of the the amazing work that the organization has gone through in the last seven years is um, I'll give a little bit of background on my late husband, who was a chef, actually. We are both from Indianapolis, Indiana. And after I graduated from college, we took a road trip around the United States and ended up landing here in Atlanta, where he originally had gone to culinary school back in 97, 98 timeframe. And back then, interestingly enough, he had said when he moved back home to Indianapolis that he felt like Atlanta defeated him. It was just too big of a city. And it really kind of took over what he thought he could do. So we ended up landing back here in Atlanta after about an eight-week road trip. And it was going to be a place that we stayed for maybe two or three years and then would move on. And here we are now, 2020. I am still here. But what we did in that very first, those first three years, I think kind of really just changed and and molded our, our lives as a couple. He was in the food service industry, the restaurant industry, and working at one of the top restaurants here in Atlanta before being promoted to a sister restaurant and then ultimately found his joy at a kind of north of Atlanta, uh, what used to be just a sandwich shop turned full service restaurant called Muss and Turner's. And during that time, I mean, he loved it. He learned a ton about business and really gained some really great insight into what one day we could do for ourselves or what he could do for himself as a business. And it was late 2008, he, right before his 30th birthday, he actually was in a really terrible car accident um, that took him out of work for a couple of months. And it was that moment that allowed him to have some time to reflect on our life as a couple here in the city, his career, our movement forward, what were we providing you know, to kind of make our lives better. And what we decided to do right after that, right after he was all healthy. So January 2009, we decided to start a supper club out of our home. We would invite strangers in and he would cook a five course meal. I would serve and host. And we ended up calling that prelude to Staple House. Staple House being this restaurant that we wanted to one day open. To flash forward about four years, we we hosted these supper clubs and a few parties throughout the course of those four years a lot, almost every weekend. It was a really great grassroots way for us to learn about our community and the city and the people around us and for them to get to know our style. And that's really what we worked on for four years was we really wanted to open up a business. We wanted to open up a full service restaurant. And it uh, that took us to the end of 2012 when kind of out of the blue, it was December of 2012, after some flu-like symptoms that persisted for a few weeks we found out after an MRI that he was actually diagnosed with a stage four gallbladder cancer and was given oh a six month terminal cancer diagnosis. 
but what was really profound around that moment for us, and I say this frequently, you know, the city of Atlanta, I'm so, I am always so proud to talk about our town and our food service community because they quite literally helped change his life and saved mine ultimately after his death. And it was just really in a, in a few weeks time, about three and a half weeks time after his diagnosis that our community rallied behind us. You know, restaurants and bartenders came to put on a fundraiser. There was a live auction and a band and, you know, Ryan's uh, boss and mentors at the time really gathered and created this, uh, this committee to put this together. And what was supposed to raise $25,000 ended up raising more than $250,000. Holy smokes. For us, just to get us through that, that challenging time and that's really what ignited the idea and the inspiration behind our nonprofit, Giving Kitchen. What a story. Wow. wow. So I can't wait to hear the rest of the story. So tell us more about Giving Kitchen and your mission and just run with that one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Giving Kitchen is a nonprofit. We are based here in Atlanta. However, we are a statewide agency. So what we do today is we offer emergency assistance to food service workers in crisis. And essentially how that's broken down is you take it back to the beginning, those seven years. When Gibby Kitchen was first formed, we really only concentrated on offering this financial assistance to um, restaurant workers. So you had to work in a full service restaurant and you had to work right inside the tight city of Atlanta, right inside Metro Atlanta for us to be able to offer you know, those qualifying applicants assistance. And over the course of several years and growing our staff, we started with a two-person you know, staff, we're now up to 20. After really listening to our community and understanding the needs and the impact that this food service world has, we had the ability to grow. So a couple of years ago, we honed in on what we were listening to and hearing a lot from our clients, which was they would come to us, they would come to Giving Kitchen and they, would, they needed financial assistance, but we realized they needed a lot more than that. They needed um, a connection to other community resources. So a couple of years ago, we developed what we call our stability network, which is a direct connection to all of these service providers, mental health counseling, housing uh, stability, or you know, food resources, uh, legal services, anything like that, that anyone in, in food service who's experiencing a crisis, whether they qualify for financial assistance from Giving Kitchen or not, we're there to help them. What's been really big for us this year, outside of the obvious of, of COVID-19 impacting all of our lives, is that 2020 for us was, was going to be this nice, calm year. We were right towards the end of some strategic planning and looking ahead into the next five years of Giving Kitchen and focusing on expansion. So right now, what is really amazing from beginning to now is that Giving Kitchen offers programming in those two ways through financial assistance and through our stability network program to over 420,000 food service workers who are working in Georgia. And that's, that's what we're doing today. Mm. That's a, what an amazing bunch of work. Credit to you and all those involved. Uh, amazing. Uh, me thinks that there was always a need for what you all provide. But as you said, as we record this in 2020, we're still deep in the throes of this pandemic. I imagine it's more critical than ever. Talk about how COVID has affected your mission and purpose. Yeah, you know, it, it, it big time, really. You know, again, I said you were going into 2020 thinking this was going to be um, kind of a streamlined year. And all of a sudden, we were at our spring board meeting, you know, early, it was early March, just like everyone else. And all of a sudden, we remember as a team, you know, board members kind of getting up one by one and taking emergency phone calls, and they would exit the room, and then they would come back and another one would go and another one and realizing, you know, a couple hours into that, these are, you know, food service board members 
taking these calls saying we might have to shut down our doors for a couple of days, maybe even a couple of weeks. And that's that was the original fear and uncertainty. By the end of that week, Giving Kitchen decided, our executive director decided that we will all go home and we'll work from home and do that as effectively and productively as we could. And lo and behold, we've been doing that since early March very successfully. What was interesting is that in that very first week when COVID really impacted Georgia, what we saw was an incredible uptick in asks for help. So those food service workers coming to us requesting help, we saw 20 times the normal volume. In that very first week, we saw the number of clients coming to us requesting assistance was more than what we saw in the entire year of 2018. To date, here we are, you know, approaching almost early fall. We have awarded in financial assistance so almost $350,000 just since COVID and since our inception, over $3.6 million in financial assistance. Mm. So just that bit in this first part of this year, it's been absolutely substantial. And honestly, you know, what we're seeing this, this flux, you know, everybody's still learning what that new evolutionary, you know, um, new normal is. It, the uptick in the, the amount of people that we were helping and assisting at the very beginning was massive. And then that slope kind of trickled down as we were noticing more food service workers were staying home and less in their cars or less at work. And just a lot of the emergencies, you know, worked as rampant. And now we're back to the, our regular kind of scheduled programming of we're, we're seeing, you know, that uptick rise again. And unfortunately, we're seeing about one in every three clients that come to us are COVID-19 positive or under a mandatory oh, wow. quarantine. And the other part of that is, you know, the reality is, is that these food service workers, what Giving Kitchen really does great and well outside of listening to our constituents is we provide crisis assistance when they're either hurt, if they're sick, if there is a death in the immediate family member, which unfortunately we're seeing quite a bit of, or even if there's a housing disaster. So like a flood or a fire, we are there to be able to make sure that that person can either stay in their home or get a new apartment if they need to but make sure they've got water running, food in the refrigerator so we can pay for their utilities, their bills, and their rent or mortgage. Ready to take the next step in becoming a homeowner? New American Funding can make it happen. New American Funding is a nationally recognized direct lender for residential home loans. Real estate agents and builders love New American Funding because of their in-house processing. 14 business day close guarantee, and the servicing of their loans. They will work tirelessly to help you achieve home ownership, backed by thousands of five-star reviews from their customers and with convenient branch locations. More and more residents trust them to close their loans on time. Call New American Funding at 678-898-3540 to start your home buying journey today. raising money changed during this time? It seems like your need is bigger than ever and that you usually do fundraising events to raise money. And so how has that changed? How's that been impacted? Yeah, I think that's excellent and and a really great point to mention. You know, there are so many amazing nonprofits out there doing really valuable things for their community. And I would urge everyone, wherever you are, regardless of food service or not, make sure that you're, you're donating to those organizations. What we've seen has been absolutely outstanding and just un- almost unrecognizable. We've seen over 5,000 new donors come to Giving Kitchens since That's COVID. impressive. 
hit. And honestly, over 90% of those are new donors. These are donors who are contributing anywhere from that $5, that $50, that $100, all the way to huge, impactful, you know, twenty-five dollars to $50,000 gifts from large corporate foundations or family foundations or trusts. But the majority of these donations are coming from the individual, just you and me donating $50 at a time. That's been absolutely absurd <laughs> and amazing. And it's, it is absolutely something that we show a lot. I believe another really great thing that we're doing is we show a lot of gratitude towards those individuals and those donors. They are quite literally making sure that Giving Kitchen is operational and we're able to, to service our community in that way. My wife and I run our own foundation. And I hope people listening understand that they may be embarrassed by a $5 donation, but it changes everything. I mean, so please don't not give because you're embarrassed by a small amount. It, it, it's uh, If you've been listening to Jen, you recognize how important even $1 is. So gosh, Jen, I'm going off script here. I want to get your pulse on the restaurant industry. I mean, um, uh, normally <laughs> we record this show, not in a pandemic, we're in an Atlanta studio, but as we're uh, working our way through this, uh, I'm recording from my home studio in Chicago. And here in Chicago, no surprise to you, there's some amazing restaurants and the restaurant scene here is, is unbelievable. But there are iconic restaurants here in Chicago that survived prohibition, that survived the Great Depression that have now shut down because of this pandemic. They may reopen when it's all, and all the dust clears. What is your take on this industry? I mean, my wife is sometimes inconsolable because she thinks, what are we going to come back to when we're out of this? And I say, this, the market is such that, that yeah, we may lose some joints, but, but these people are artists and they can't stand not being out there serving the community. And so it'll rebound. It'll be different. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what's your take on all that? I mean, we're going through some struggles now, obviously, but I think looking way ahead, I'm still optimistic that this community is still going to be together and still serving the community and, and uh, contributing to culture. Yeah, yeah, I, I would totally agree. I think you know, it, it's it's gut wrenching and it's heartbreaking. Let's let's be very real and transparent. It is you know the first couple of months really when this was really truly just new for everybody. There wasn't a day that went by that I didn't cry or my teammates didn't cry or my family members or friends who are in the industry didn't have true deep emotion about this. My husband is also in food service. So I, while I might be working full time and I, and I do have, a, you know, a sense of a job security, quote unquote, because of the work that we're doing through Giving Kitchen, it still impacted me directly. I mean, it's, it's, you know, my husband's working at home now. And so I think, you know, what's really beautiful about the food service community, in my opinion, is that for those who have chosen this industry as their career, as their, their passion, they don't wake up every single day knowing that what they're going to do is the, the exact same thing. They go to work knowing that something is going to change and they're going to have to bend and mold and react in a way that it's, it's all different every single day. So at the heart, while I also know that strain is extremely difficult for our food service community, I mean, it's also why, you know, our food service community is, is one of the top leading industries that suffers from mental anxieties. But I do think that we are a resilient bunch, if you will. I mean, there are restaurants here in Atlanta that completely within five days remodeled their business plan, ended up doing takeout like we see everywhere. Even, you know, our own sister restaurant, Staple House, our brothers and sisters over there, that the the restaurant actually is one that I helped co-found. I ended up on the operational side of that for years. And I actually just came over to Giving Kitchen completely full time as of uh, late 2019. So I'm, n- I'm no longer with Staple House. But again, my former partners and my in-laws 
they have done remarkable things. So, I mean, they've taken Staple House, which was named Bon Appetit's Best New Restaurant of 2016, and turned it into a soup kitchen to be able to help our food service community with free meals. They did that for months. And now they're looking at other opportunities and what that's going to look like because that traditional, formal tasting menu establishment or, or white tablecloth type establishment, it's probably not the best idea right now. But again, resilience is key and what they're doing to make sure that people still have food on their plates and are able to um, enjoy celebration in whatever capacity that looks like, I think is the most important thing. Yeah. I think the one thing to me that's been the most... I guess, heartfelt about COVID-19 is seeing everybody come out and embrace community and actually take care of the people within their community and, and help however they can. So thank you for everything that you're doing. And thank you to the folks at Staple House for what they're doing. Absolutely. You know, that's uh, it's a labor of love. It is. You know, we always say if there's anything that you can do, and I, I'm sure in Chicago and every, every city in America globally, if that's possible, um, you know, contribute to those people, you know, tip big right. if you're going out and yep. Venmo someone if you trust them or whatever it might be. I mean, we will have food service in our future. I do believe that. What it will look like, I think we're all in it together trying to find out. Yeah, trying to figure that out. Well, for our listeners who want to get involved, you know, obviously they can donate, but are there other ways they can get involved and help give back through Giving Kitchen? Absolutely. You know, you mentioned earlier about our events through the year. We have made a pretty powerful commitment to not ask for one single dollar from our restaurant community for the remainder of 2020. They typically are our, I mean, our foundation throughout the year. They provide at every single event. They offer their staff for volunteers, but we have made a commitment early on that we aren't taxing them with anything. There's just too much going on. So we are counting on those deeply appreciated donations from people like you and I again, corporations, family foundations, and individuals. But truly, the bigger message that I have is, especially with our media partners like you two, the greatest gift that Giving Kitchen can have is by sharing our story and our mission. We just need to make sure that every food service worker, especially in Georgia through our financial assistance program, knows that we're here. Well, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to play the tape and have them listen to you. (laughs) Because the story that you tell is very powerful. And gosh, uh, uh, important work through normal times, but in 2020, what an amazing role that you play in, in the community, as Carol alluded to. Uh, one of the great things about this, uh, if there are great things about this, is that we're all in this together and we're all doing this together. And it's not like you watch a hurricane and then you go to brunch. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all in the thick of this thing. So Absolutely. grateful to, uh, to what you guys are doing in, in your community and how they're all rallying. Uh, it's not a surprise to anyone hearing that. Jen, before we let you go, uh, one last time, should anyone need to connect with you, learn more about Giving Kitchen, and again, want to contribute in some way, uh, how do they do that? Please do. We have a website, givingkitchen.org, and please follow us on our social channels at Giving Kitchen. And more importantly, download the Giving Kitchen app on your phone. You can refer someone directly to Giving Kitchen if they are in crisis through our mobile app to make it very, very easy. Outstanding. Jen Heidinger Kendrick, the co-founder and community engagement director of Giving Kitchen. Jen, again, thanks for making time to join us and uh, kudos to your uh, amazing work. Hey, I appreciate you both. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schneck. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening, and we'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. 
Denim marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.